You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Melanie, and in the future, restaurants will all 3D print their food. So you can get basically the same thing everywhere. So instead, they'll be kind of like the rooms at Amazing Pizza Machine and each have a theme. And that's really what you go for. This is Jesse. In the future, when Marvel creates a character that was supposed to be evil all along, they will actually be evil in, you know, issue number one. This is Randy. In the future, if your house or apartment doesn't have a cartoon kitchen, I ain't coming over. All right. <laughs> We're probably not going many places then, you know. Wow. wow. <laughs> I don't go over there. I don't go many it's places. Cartoon, I feel like that's cartoon kitchen elitism. Mm. It is. Oh, you don't have a cartoon kitchen? <laughs> oh, oh, no. That's a shame. <laughs> Classism. See you later. I'm going to go make me a, a, a comically large uh, sub sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a Snagglepuss Frappuccino in that other guy's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the Frappuccino I want. The Snagglepuss Frappuccino? Yeah, forget these unicorns. I want a Snagglepuss. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like it should be Grawlixed. It, it does bit. sound like it should, but hey, it's not. It's a cartoon from... The seventies and a Barbera, yeah, yeah. So, and actually, it's comic uh, relevant because um, they are releasing a Snagglepuss title. Oh, is DC doing it? Yeah, yeah. And he's like a playwright or something. I've I've heard great things about it so far. I mean, like they've only released a preview in some other book, but <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole thing. I don't know, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of anticipation for this book coming up. So what do they do? They put the preview in some other book. Of course. That nobody really cares about, but it has some Hanna-Barbera ties to. Yeah. Do you have something to say, Melanie? It's just so out of left field. But <laughs> do you remember Marion the Librarian? Yes. See? I, I don't, I don't know thing. this. I don't know it. He, did, he Randy doesn't know it. And I, I don't know why the Hanna-Barbera made me think of it, but it did. Um, but I was talking to Randy about it. <laughs> PB, He's never heard PBS. of it. Yes. I'm like, I like lived on Mary in the Librarian when I was little, man. Was we only had three channels on our televisions. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just don't really recall it. Well, you had a sad childhood then. Yeah, and then reverse the curse, and yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know that one either. Yeah. What? I don't remember it. Ghost Rider. Remember that one? Vaguely. That from no, a different time period. I don't really. I, remember. It's a little you later. Know, I it's think, a little I think later. Yeah. He and I had the same like a. Teachers playing us <laughs> movies or something because I don't that remember. Could that be Come and meet the letter people. I oh, so this is a, like in school watching thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well how, no, I might have watched. Not really. I mean, like I watched it at home. Yeah, letter people. We watch at school a lot, but there yeah. was both really. We all watched the same stuff at what home. Was, did at school. What was the show with King Tut or something? That was reverse. That was reverse the curse. It was where he was. It was so seventies. It was oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, a hold back from, yeah. He's like the slim, good body of Egyptians. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. super, like, happy and everything. Yeah. So, you know, slim, good body then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's All right. this, this. There's hope for you. This is the guy with the, um, the organ suit, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All about fitness and nutrition. <laughs> Welcome to the Grolics Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> where we talk about PBS shows of yesteryear. Yep. I mean, what? No. This is <laughs> this is episode number forty-five. Woo! Yep. Woo! <laughs> and wow, I we were just like so in the middle of a conversation. I don't even know how to start this now. Uh, we're gonna talk about a comic book this episode. Yes. Yep. Yeah, but first, wait a minute. We we always do the in-house stuff, right? We do. So, uh, you just wrapped up a series of videos about a video game. Oh yeah, I did. Ooh, and I just started another one that I'm kind of more excited about. Uh, ah. so I played. I was playing um on our Grolix YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/slash Grolix Podcast. Um, Batman, uh, the Telltale Telltale series, episode one. 
I just did episode one. There's like, I think eight total. It's how Telltale does. It's very, mm-hmm. um, you know. I think we've done. Yeah, we played. Um, the Walking Dead and the uh, wolf from um, Fables. Fables. Yeah, Wolf Among Us. Yeah. That, yeah I'm done. Actually, I kind of like those more. The Fable ones? Both of the Walking Dead and the Fable ones. The Batman okay. one wasn't bad. I've only played the first episode, like I said, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't feeling it or maybe it wasn't right for a Let's Play for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a strange take on Batman. I I I, I don't know. I don't like you. You uh, kind of pointed out uh, the sexy penguin, and that's just not my penguin, man. Yeah, there's a sexy penguin. That's what. Yeah, he's, okay. He's kind of he's kind of got his fashion together, man, and he's yeah. Mm-mm. He almost who seems he, like who's he make me think of? He makes me think of somebody else. He makes me think if he was blonde, he makes me think of Constantine or something. Not quite. He's yeah, got a little bit yeah, more yeah. of a. A little bit more like Cockney to him or something. A little bit more of a blunt, blunted nose than a Constantine should have. But yeah, not Penguin. I was like, wait. No. That's Penguin? Yeah, he's more of a gangster. Yeah. He's uh-huh. more like a Boondock Saints character or something. I, I liked... The only thing I liked really about Gotham was uh, the oh, yeah. Penguin character. But even still, Danny DeVito is the Penguin, man. <laughs> yeah. he's That's right. what it should well, be. He looks like what he... The Penguin... How the Penguin is typically uh, portrayed in the comics. The Gotham Penguin is, you know, a thinner, like, you know, he's a string bean dude, but he's still awkward and he's got the nose and he's mm-hmm. creepy. And this guy wasn't. He was like super confident and not that the penguin can't be, but he just he had charisma and, and he was like and friends sexy. with Bruce. Is is that a new thing they're yeah. trying out? Because I don't remember Oswald Cobblepot ever being like besties with Bruce Wayne. No. And also, if he grew up in Gotham, why does he have an accent? Don't get it. That never- <laughs> yeah well yeah that whole yeah the madonna thing and he's hanging out in a in a like a a decrepit park with graffiti everywhere kind of <laughs> in air quotes in- invisible graffiti <laughs> i think my quote unquote everywhere <laughs> i don't know i don't know if it was my hardware my copy of the game or the game in general but there were lots of glitches particularly texture glitches like occasionally like bruce wayne would be looking at graffiti that wasn't actually there and he'd comment on graffiti i'd be like that's a clean wall what are you talking about or mm. uh you know some guy in the background with total blackface and i mean like black face there yeah was like no yeah, texture yeah. on his face real weird just white eyes just like uh-huh <laughs> so i think it's an enjoyable series of videos to check out um and if you haven't checked out that game at all it's not a bad uh let's play to like get a feel for what the story is but my problem with doing it as a let's play, and I might go back and revisit more of the Telltale series Batman uh, episodes, but my issue is it's so story driven. It didn't really give me a lot to like, I didn't feel like I could talk over the whole thing because it's, yeah, it's, it's more more like a commentary track in between the scenes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's more of a movie than a game, and it didn't give me a lot to like riff off of. So. Mm-hmm. I wonder about the uh, texture glitches and that kind of thing, because it, it feels like um, I, like I started um, the Walking Dead one and I never I never really kept going with it. I just I just I don't know why I saved it and then just never came back to it. But I did play um, I did play the Back to the Future Telltale game mm-hmm. and I really liked it. But there was like for whatever reason, there was like one episode that just always glitched out on me. So it might not be your hardware. It might be. Something that happens with Telltale games. I don't know. Oh, and real another thing. I think they're the way they are for us. At least it seems like if we sit down, we play through the whole thing or we don't, we like, we'll start to play it and then stop. And then we never go back. Yeah. You have to like do it all at once. I mean, yeah. That episode, I mean. Yeah. And that's like, it's like a TV show. I mean, there's, there's interaction. It's, it's, it's interactive to a point. Um, It's shifty. Yeah, yeah, and, and <laughs> shift plus shift, e. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I, I missed. I was not playing it very well either. I have a hard time shifting, shifting from watching and choosing dialogue options to okay, you got to move the cursor over here and hit this and mm-hmm. hit up, hit, hit, you know, kind of almost like a quick time events. Like yeah, and I don't know if it's because we played it when I played it. If we played it on the Xbox, but like I, you know, it'd be like go do this thing, and I'm like I can't. I'm trying it. It won't freaking do it. Oh, it won't yeah. do it. Hated that. Yeah, The Walking Dead had lots of um, like you got to get the arrow into this circle and hit the button and stuff. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, fighting off the zombies. I I think that was part of my thing. It was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to. It's one of those sequence button games. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, like if you don't get the right sequence of buttons in in order, then oh boy, at, at the right time, then well, you're dead. The zombie ate you. It's a little weird because it's interesting how it, at least for me, highlights the difference between like watching a show or a movie, taking this in, and actively playing a game. Because in The Walking Dead and and the Batman. And I don't remember it as much of a problem in Fables, uh, Wolf Among Us, although I think we did get hung up in a couple of spots. That switchover between more passively, like watching it and then having to interact was always jarring. And it definitely highlighted the difference between the two activities. So it's kind of, um, especially Walking Dead, where it's like all of a sudden a zombie attack. So it's a, like a sudden you got to like, there's no ramp up. It's just boom, you got to do this thing now. Were you paying attention? You know, mm-hmm. so. It's like the reverse problem of those old uh, Resident Evil games, like back when Resident Evil was on PlayStation. And it was like, this is supposed to be a really scary thing, but the loading screen just happened. So I know something's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the first Resident Evil, they got the dog jumping through the window scare because it didn't have to load. Like you were yeah. in the hallway and nothing was happening. Then the dog jumps through. But like the first zombie reveal, if I remember right. It cuts to like a uh, pre-rendered scene, so it had to load this video sequence, and you're like, oh, "Yeah, something's gonna happen." Mm. Yeah, well, and I I like that game. I mm-hmm. it was one of those games that was genuinely creepy, but yeah, I mean, like after a while, after you realized how the game worked, then um, it's it was just obvious. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Something's gonna happen here, and there's crows on the ground. I wonder if all the birds are gonna attack me now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those dogs were the worst. That's good. Yeah, oh yeah. You know me. I I jump at every jump scare there. Even ones that aren't. Just as if I'm startled, I'm like, ah! And, it, and then Randy gets angry because he gets scared because he thinks something happened. Because you <laughs> something in real life happened. You scream like someone just lunged at you with a knife. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's not, but you know what my real terror screams sound like. Yeah, and a few of the screams... When we're playing Minecraft or when you're playing When the cow Skyrim. fell on my head that one time. Yeah. <laughs> a few of the screams were close to that true terror scream. So do you want to know what I'm playing on the YouTube channel now? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, there is a few episodes out, I believe. It's an older game, but I was shopping around. I was looking through Steam for more comic book or superhero related games. Something that might be a little bit more fun to watch than... Batman uh, Telltale, and I come across Scribblenauts Unmasked. Oh, okay. Now, I didn't know anything about... I mean, I've seen a Scribblenauts as a... I don't know. I just know it's a thing that exists, but I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is it's Scribblenauts Unmasked, a DC Comics adventure or something like that. So they took Scribblenauts, this property, and threw it into the DC universe. And basically the premise... It's kind of like a... I, it's kind of a kid's... like. You know, a kid's property, uh, children's entertainment property. I don't know how, how you, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the thing yeah. is, like, you play as, I think his, his name's Max, but he has a notebook and he can write anything in that notebook and make it a thing. He can conjure objects out of this thing. And so that's kind of like the big fun of the Scribblenauts games, because you can type in pretty much just about every anything and then it'll appear and you can use this object or whatever. And in this case, him and his sister and her sis- his sister has a globe that she can, like, teleport them to anywhere on this globe. So he can make anything and she can take him anywhere. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, he writes Gotham City on his notebook and then they run in, his notebook runs into her globe and, and now they're in Gotham. Um, but not just Gotham. It's the whole DC universe. Uh. The cool thing is, though, so you're this character and you're running around. You start off in Gotham. Batman's there. You can do various tasks. It's kind of open world, which I love, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but it's like 2D side scroller and you can write, you know, if you, if you got a bad guy coming at you, you can write a uh, chainsaw or a uh, ray gun or pistol or massive pistol or something like that. And it'll, the object will appear and you can use it or rope and you can attach it to things, whatever. It's super cool like that, but you can also write any DC character name. And as far as I've heard, almost every DC character ever is in there. Um, oh, so you could do like ambush bug. Yes. In fact, I come across him in the first video I recorded. I was like, who's wait, what's his name? Oh, wow. Ambush bug bug. And I run up to him and he disappeared and he's like, try to catch me. I'm like, what, what is this? <laughs> so he's the, kind of a trickster character. So the best 
thing. Oh, and also there's multiple uh multiple versions of lots of the, you know, more popular character like there's multiple Batman versions like if you type oh, Batman like red, red blue Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you type a character's name in there, you can also then like you can hit a button and it'll pull up a list of like, you know, cuz it's got a catalog of all the words and all the characters you can conjure and you can go through like which Batman do you want? Which Aquaman? Um, in red sun superman scribble knots draws you <laughs> notebook conjure you wait <laughs> yes okay yes. same uh, thing it's basically it the, the same, same. <laughs> red sun scribble knots is exactly the same so other than rolling around with swamp thing all the time my favorite thing and i do i roll around with swampy <laughs> oh yeah of course you do <laughs> you can make him fly he floats what? around the first time i conjured swamp thing I'm going to try not to get too far into this. That's the thing. I'm enjoying this game a lot, but I don't record videos all the time. So I'm like, when do I, oh, when can I record another video? Cause I just want to play the game. But I conjured Swamp Thing. He beat up a bad guy that I was having trouble with. And then I was like walking and he was just going to chill back wherever he was. Cause characters tend to like just do their own thing. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and you can add adjectives to people or things. So I just put loyal and then he followed me all over. I was like, yeah, <laughs> but the best thing when you start the game, you need to summon a doctor to help your sister's leg or something. She hurts hurt, hurt her leg. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and it's Dr. also kind fate. Of, it's also, <laughs> well, it's even better. It's also kind of, um, you know, a tutorial thing. Like that's when you're like, it introduces you to the mechanic of type this into the book and it comes to be. It's a weird mm-hmm. way to put it. So I was like a doctor. I wonder. And I typed Thomas Wayne and uh, he appeared. Thomas Wayne appeared. Oh, and wow. Fixed her leg. And then it's like, you know, you can throw away objects that you don't need anymore. And I was like, I better get rid of Thomas before Batman shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and it just seems, oh, no. it just seems oh, no. so like you're the red hood. It just seems so savage. So sometime when I'm hanging out with Batman, I'm going to conjure maybe Martha and see what happens. <laughs> He'll just stop and be like, why did you say that name? If they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a little glitchy. But it's incredibly fun, and I've been having a good time with it. You want me to, you wanted me to play it, and I had just having it. Yeah, I think you'd have fun, or or like sit in with me and give me ideas because sometimes I'm just like, okay, I've used, I've used all the guns. I need a weapon. <laughs> what, what what can I come up with? You need to get one of the one of the big like hammer things that then a thing opens up and comes out and does something like something that Joker would use. Oh, okay. Like I, I was, th- I was yeah. thinking that uh, uh, Image Comics needs to do one so that you could just type in Lucille. I, oh. I know, I know. <laughs> I tried to type in. I don't know what it conjured. I typed in barbed wire baseball bat, and it <laughs> then it was like wired, and I was like wired. Okay, sure. Correct it to wired. That's fine. And it was like this green bat that made like a wiffle bat sound. And then when I like let go of it to put it down, it floated around the screen. I was, I was like, what is that thing? I don't know what, it, <laughs> I don't know what I conjured. That's great. Next time you're going to like conjure skeets and he'll just tell you everything that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just booster gold the whole thing. I wonder. Oh yeah. I wonder how much programming they have to put a ton of programming into the basic mechanic of conjure any object. And then you can alter objects. I tried to make a teleporter and accidentally cloned myself twice. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, I clicked on one of the clones and put meat. And he like, it gave him this like weird hamburger texture. I was like, oh, weird. Okay. Get rid of him. Uh, were you trying to <laughs> make him into a super meat boy? Well, I was going to make, I was going to make it non-existent. And it's like, nah, that's one of the forbidden words. You can do it, but you're not going to be able to get as high points. I imagine like non-existent dead you know, whatever stuff like that is like, you're cheating. We're not going to give you as much points. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, well, then he's meat. And I was like, oh, meat. And yeah, it made him a meat boy. Ah. <laughs> Pretty weird. Interesting. Yeah. All right. We don't have to. This game came out in 2014. I don't think I'm going to like uh, capture any crazy YouTube trending views or anything, but I bet you there's quite a deep following for the Scribble Knots games. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, yeah. I it's kind of like, so. kind of like uh, tapping into the Mega Man like mythos you know like maybe not as it probably doesn't run as deep but the people who love Mega Man games man they're still playing them yeah they are it's kind of a yeah i know i know somebody who's like does it for like championships and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh wow Mega yeah. Man tournaments had, had like five tvs in his house so him and his friends could play against each other or something. i don't really know 
Um, I'm actually uh, playing. I was actually playing Mega Man 2 because I got one of those legacy collections. And I remember the game being really hard. But as soon as you introduce uh, into your legacy edition, uh, the ability to save state, those games are way easier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We were like, oh, you know, I have perfect health right now. I'll just save now. I was watching some YouTube video and somebody was playing, I don't know, some old like um, hard game, but they were obviously using an emulator in which they mm, had yeah. save states, but also rewind. So if you die, you just hit rewind and it. Like, oh, like braid. Yeah, exactly. And you could do that with like any console, like old console game with emulators now, I guess. And he oh, just dang. keep rewinding and then just redo it. And I'm like, man, if we had that back in the day. Holy cow. Yeah. Well, that's why games were so expensive is that they took forever to like beat, mm-hmm. you know, like games were like $70 back then. And, uh, it's like, wait a minute. Now games are cheaper than they used to be. Like super Mario brothers three was super expensive. That's so crazy. It, it's bizarre to think back to that. It was like, really, we saved forever to get those games and now you can get them for two bucks. And they spend so much more money developing games now. Yeah. It's, it's so wild. Cause I, you know, those Nintendo games didn't, I'm sure, you know, it's not cheap to pay a, a programming team and stuff, but. But there's so many more programming teams out there now. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the thing is you've got indie groups that just make games and mobile groups that just make mobile games. And yeah, there's so many more consoles. Back then it was basically Sega and Nintendo. Oh yeah. And, and PC gaming is such a big, like there were PC games before, but Steam, there's so many games yeah. on there. There's so many games and like so much random fluff that people publish on there that they're they like have to figure out how to um what's the word i guess whittle it down filter some of the junk curate out. yeah curate it more uh because apparently the last last year there were more games added to steam than there had been altogether previous i don't know it oh, something wow. crazy like a huge I massive, fathom that yeah <laughs> any other in-house news that was quite a rant <laughs> I did. that went longer than i thought but uh no that was a good one mm-hmm. so uh where do they find that if they want to see your telltale games thing you can watch it on at youtube.com slash grolix podcast or if for some reason you don't want to use youtube you can watch it at vid vid.me slash grolix podcast and they've been fun i watched all of them so oh good they're quick they're pretty i mean you you're watching it so yeah i cut it down to i debated because you know these days let's play videos can go pretty long but i was like mm-hmm. Uh, and and the scribble knots ones may be a little longer, but I was like, like two scenes of this Batman seems appropriate. It usually works out to fifteen to twenty minutes of video, so I was like, that's that's a good spot. Until my last video, and I was like, oh, there's one scene and no interaction. <laughs> right, right. Whoops. <laughs> which which you even kind of call attention to in the video? You're like, I knew this is gonna happen. I had the feeling. I had the feeling, yeah. but. Yeah, I didn't like record a bunch of them. And I mean, I would record several like videos in a chunk, but I'd still not. I didn't do the whole thing in one go. So I wasn't sure where to break them up. I was just kind of winging it. Mm-hmm. We can talk about some comic book. Let's talk about some comic book. What are those? We're going to talk about our poll list. Are, are you uh, Jesse, Mr. Uh, announcer? Yes, uh, I am poll- dialed in. And it looks like what we'll be reading for next month is... Kingdom Come with 29% of the vote. Interesting. It's been on the list for a while. I have, I've never read it. It's definitely on my list of shame. So that's what we're talking about next next month. But this episode, we're talking about something completely different. <laughs> no, well, sort of. <laughs> kind of. There's a common thread, sort of. We read Superman Secret Identity, which, has been, which had been on the pull list for a very long time mm-hmm. be- before it actually got picked. Mm-hmm. Written by Kurt Busiek. Yep, Busiek. Illustrated by Stuart Imon. I have no idea. Imonen. Imonen. Something like that. Uh, This was a four-issue miniseries originally. You can buy it collected now. Um, The first issue was published in January of 2004, and it ran for four months, obviously. And, uh, yeah. Now, they're, like, I have the physical right here in front of me, and they're, like, mini-trades. Mm. What, what would we call that? Are they prestige? They're not it, it, technically prestige comics, are they? Uh, what well, Wikipedia said they were for a four. It was a four issue miniseries in a prestige format. Oh, okay. It is prestige. Then. Yeah. Okay. They're a little longer. They're like tiny trades. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was a healthy a healthy chunk. And I also read it in a collected edition. Um, oh, and okay. it's, I mean, kind of by the nature of how the, the story is told, it's it's very definite. You can tell where the four individual mm. issues were. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even, does it say something like chapter or book? Or yeah, one, yeah. Two, three, four? It would almost have to because there's a big time jump in between each part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this, we follow Clark Kent, but we're not in the usual DC universe, and he's not really that Clark Kent, and that's kind of a big thing. Like you know, yeah, he's supposed to be in kind of like an Earth Prime type universe, and uh, he's from Pickettsville. Yeah, Pickettsville, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He hates everybody joking about his name because he's heard it his whole life. Uh, but that's important to note. Uh, Superman is a comic book character in the in that universe. Yes. Yeah, there there are no superheroes, at least at that point. It's like the real world. Yeah. Until eventually he does get some very Superman powers. So that's kind of the setup. Going into this, I didn't know, like, I actually didn't know anything about it. Like, I didn't know the situation. I kind of thought it was like, um, it's basically like an Elseworlds tale, but it didn't have the Elseworlds um, imprint. Mm-hmm. But I kind of figured it was something like that, not necessarily canon. Uh, but I didn't know it was like not really Superman. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it is, but it's not. Right. So I, I knew like nothing going into this. Mm-hmm. W- what about you guys? Yeah, I didn't know anything. I had read it, but I had read it so long ago that I honestly had forgotten most of it. Mm-hmm. Like I knew the basic premise. I knew that it was basically a, a real, uh, like a real boy that just happens <laughs> to get Superman powers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Pinocchio. Like Pinocchio. What if Pinocchio had powers? You know. Yeah. Besides lying. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. But mm-hmm. I did think, yeah, Clark Kent, that whole thing is a little much. but <laughs> A little on know. the nose. I kind of liked it because it was like he was hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But yeah. My only complaint with the Clark Kent thing and everybody like joshing him about it or Clarking him about it. That was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but my only complaint is. There were a lot of people who knew way more about DC Comics than what people actually generally oh, know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if somebody's yeah. going to come... Everyone t- knew. Yeah. If somebody's going to come and tease you because your name is Clark Kent, there's some bully at school, uh, they don't know a lot of the details that these people were like throwing at him. <laughs> they really yeah. did their research. These are the most well-researched bullies of all time. Exactly. It's like everyone knew... Everyone was like a hardcore DC fan except for Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. It's like people don't know that stuff. People aren't going to like, but, but even he got the references is like, Oh, good one. Yeah. Cause, cause Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> I imagine if that was really the case, you live in a world where Superman is a comic book character and your name is Clark Kent and you live in Kansas. I imagine you get tired of people making the joke, but it focuses really heavily on that. Like throughout almost his whole life to where it's like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little much. Yeah. And well, that's the whole thing. It's like, all of that and all that gets a huge coincidence, and then he gets superpowers too. Superman superpowers even. They kind of. It's like they actually. It's 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 like a one line, almost a throwaway line towards the end of the book. They kind of explain that, but that he conjured it himself. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. But other than that minor complaint, I want to lead with saying I love this book. Mm. I thought this. I liked it very much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I liked it too. I liked it too. I, that was the one thing I did remember was that I liked it, but I couldn't have told you why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, no, I remembered liking the premise. Um, it's yeah, an interesting, I forgot all the details. It's an interesting perspective, for sure. And mm-hmm. I like all that. And there really isn't very much action, but it's still really good. Yeah. It's very focused. It's a character piece, really. Mm-hmm. It's very focused. And that's, like, really what surprised me about it. Any superheroing that happens, I mean, it happens, but for the most part, it's like, um, it's not like in a lot of comics where you're in it, you're in for the ride for the, with the action and this, like, that's an event that happens because it's part of who he is, but like the real motive, the real thing that fills all these pages that drives the whole book is like what's happening in his life, how he feels about it, you know, how he feels about the few relationships he's building and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, him feeling isolated. That's the thing that really surprised me is it's it's very much about a a guy who feels alien, who mm-hmm. feels very isolated, and how he's dealing with 
the world choosing to um, open up to certain people or not, or, you know, what secrets to keep to himself and all that. It's very much about that stuff. And there were some wonderful, there's like some wonderful bits of, um, what would you call it in a narration, I guess, kind of, um, exposition. Yeah. There's a, a great bit towards the end about basically the version of you that nobody knows, like the thing that you call that you call me, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, the part of you that deals with like all the big choices and decisions and stuff like that, you know, that, uh, stuff that you, you don't share with people. I don't know. I thought that bit was fascinating. And that's kind of what a lot of the book was about. Mm-hmm. It's so much so that, like you don't, it never switches away from his perspective at all. Like he meets a Lois, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And falls in love. And there's a lot about their relationship, but you don't ever get anything from her point of view. And as this, as the book does, like with everything, it skips past large large chunks of things. It's like a person's memoirs where you're not getting a super detailed thing about this person's activities, like very detailed. It's like brush strokes. Like, you know, when Mm -hmm. I was a kid, this happened and this and that, and it follows him through his whole life. I'm talking a lot just because I was trying to nail down a summary. So there you go. Oh yeah. yeah. He seems like very often, well, because you're focusing on certain events again, but like he's always on in, in inner crisis mode or something, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, that's, I think that's one of the things I liked about this series is that the threats, um, like, like at first you don't realize what the threats are, but you realize, oh, I've got to keep this secret. You like, I, I, I think that's obviously a, a theme of it since that's the title, but, um, like he, he knows he has to keep his identity secret, but then later on we, we get this feeling that there's a very real threat mm-hmm. to people knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like it, it creates some genuine tension, some genuine fear that I don't feel like is present in a normal, a quote unquote normal Superman book. Yeah, no, not at all. I, I don't think it's present in a lot of uh, superhero books where there's a threat similar to that. Even something like Batman, like, okay, I mean, if people found out, you know, that'd be a bummer for Batman. So maybe not as big of a threat as to like this guy's situation. Well, no, because if he was caught, he'd go to jail. Which would be bad for Batman, but he'd be in jail. He wouldn't be dissected necessarily. Yeah. But I mean, right. this still hits, a, like, it hits that in a way that most other comic books don't. Like, there's a genuine dread mm-hmm. that lingers through m- almost the whole book mm-hmm. related to that. And even, even, even before it actually happens, he's got a fear of some unknown thing happening. Mm-hmm. And then when it does, it's just, you know. Oh, even like the way the media tries to set him up and Mm -hmm. yeah. I even like how that was handled because it could have felt, okay. So, so he's this kid. He hates being called, you know, all the Superman references, but whatever he puts up with it, you know, he gets bullied about it and his parents, you know, they're, they do it as a joke, whatever. But eventually he develops these Superman powers when he's off on a hiking thing. And then he's kind of torn with himself about, you know, what to do, what, uh, you know, um, what to do with him If he should tell people. Uh, he's talking to a reporter, but keeping his identity secret. Um, eventually, he decides he's going to like expose himself, basically, um, expose his his powers, whatever, however you would put that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, expose himself in not an illegal way. Um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But then there's a big when he does. He's he's gonna do this. He's still this is like the first book, so he's still like a teen. Mm-hmm. Then there's a big like catastrophe. And so he does a Superman thing and he's saving people and it turns out like he figures out real quick um, before the catastrophe is even over that the reporter that he had been talking to set this up to kind of like bring him out, you know, um, draw him out. Right. And he realizes, and this is what's interesting because that's such a like comic booky villain like thing to do. I'm going to like explode a gas main and kill these people just to get, draw you out. But it works well because they make, they make clear it's like he doesn't even necessarily blame her he's like this is my fault because if i didn't if i didn't exist or if i didn't like you know come to her it wouldn't have like drove her driven her mad trying to keep the get more yeah mm -hmm. get more press out of it to get whatever keep the exclusive like she was probably a decent person before she like kind of went crazy trying to get more information about me you know when they he lifts up a beam or whatever and there's all these reporters there that then he's like uh and like fakes it that he you know couldn't 
actually hold it. I mean, he was kind of thinking about it before, but like he came there to expose himself, and then when when the moment happens, he like makes a snap decision and pretends that it was all fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole thing is, yeah, exactly. It's he realizes even if it's not his fault, he realizes that it could be dangerous for other people for him to be mm-hmm. a Superman out in the open, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he decides against exposing himself. It's interesting because it's it's like this kid uh, <laughs> takes a little more caution even than the real Superman. Oh yeah, like the real Superman maybe has a little more hubris and just like I can do, I I can save Lois, I can save Perry, I can, uh-huh. I can save every, I can save everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm Superman. Never mind. There's kryptonite everywhere, <laughs> and in this world there is no kryptonite. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, there's no. I mean, like he's not totally invincible in this, but he doesn't have like a an obvious weakness the mm-hmm. way that Superman does. Yeah. I mean, he continues supermaning, but he always, and you know, when he saves people, there's going to be like a, what happened? But he always tries to move so quick. Nobody could really nail it down so that if somebody was like, you know, I was saved by Superman. He's not in the public eye enough to where people wouldn't think Superman. Uh, okay, buddy. Yeah. You you're know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps himself secretive, but he still does his superheroing. But later on, though, there's a, he turns into like a secret agent man and has like prosthetics and stuff he wears yeah. to show oh, people yeah. color contacts and all that. I think that's kind of funny. Puts stuff in his cheeks or whatever to change the shape of his head. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. And yes, in his nostrils. And I think he said he had contacts, which at one point he used his laser vision. And I was like, how does your contacts yeah. affect that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe now your just contacts a, have a big hole in them, dude. Good job. Yeah. Or maybe they just focus the beam more. Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah, magnifying yeah, it's, glass. It's like a, this col- uh, cyclops effect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed when the government first gets him. Because he's he's secretive, but he's not as careful as he becomes. And I enjoyed all the little details of, like, you know, they've got sensors on the seafloor here. And I go through mm-hmm. this hollow tree and come yeah. up in the bay over here. And, like, I enjoyed all that stuff. But before he realizes he has to go that far, he does get taken by uh, the government. They um, abduct him. They hit him with some type of electrical cannons or something, some type of electrical weapon that knocks him out. And they've actually got him like in a in a tube doing tests and stuff on him. Eventually, he breaks out of there. But I thought that was handled well too because just the way the way it's written and and a combination of that and the art, the way it's plotted, like that's really where a lot of that dread comes from. Mm-hmm. And you know, finding bodies of other people that they, the government had come across. Yeah, that disturbed him a lot. I know he, uh-huh. and he kept saying there were babies. Yeah, yeah. He was checked as a as a child or a teenager, or whatever, to see if he might have powers. And they were like, no, no, it's not him. Yeah, he's cleared clear. him. Yeah. But wouldn't they still have like his DNA and all that on file? Well, that's the thing. So like, then, they didn't fingerprint him, or yeah, I was surprised that take they pictures or anything. I was surprised they didn't already know who he was when they caught him that time. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's right, because he grabs something and there's a fingerprint etched into the metal or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's one thing I I was kind of that I had in the back of my mind the whole time too, because I was like, I mean, if they had him, because they had him for a whole weekend mm-hmm. and he was sedated most of the time, how would you not? identify him yeah like you're running tests and stuff you, they should know you, yeah i mean if they didn't already have samples of his dna uh do a dental impression by the end of it you come to find out like one of the government guys does know who he is mm-hmm. but it seems like he's kind of kept it to himself yeah and at that point it doesn't really matter yeah what did you think of the ending because that was there was a point where i was like i really liked the ending but it also feels a little i don't know like it wraps it up a little too nicely yeah i'm glad you brought that up because Exactly. That's the, I mean, other than my complaint about everybody knowing too much about DC comics, that's my only real gripe. I kind of wish it would have cut off before it went to the typed font or like the computer font instead of his like typewriter notebook font. That, that last little bit where he's like super old kind of pushed it too far into, uh, the usual superhero comic stuff. Like it's, everything's futuristic. That's fine. But like, yeah, there's superheroes everywhere apparently, and like um, they even jumped into like a animated series style of art. Yeah, yeah, and I I kind of get it, but I kind of wish I I feel like it would have been stronger because if I'm if I'm thinking right, this before that the scene before that 
ends with him like up in space with that little Superman Santa yeah. figure kind of mm-hmm. drifting. And I think that would have been like the perfect place to end it. It just feels like that. I don't know. I would have been more satisfied with that because the last, that last little chapter, that little coda. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> would that have been okay if, if they had done the slight little sciencey part first and then ended with that scene? I mean, I guess so, but I, it just, I liked them somewhat ambiguously hinting that there were a bunch more out there, uh, super powered people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even kind of explained what happened, like how he got his powers or, you know, how they figured he got his powers before that last bit because it tied into their daughters. But, uh, I liked, I liked it hinted at without like just straight up showing us here's the world with superheroes, you know, and flying cars. Like that yeah. just, that it's, felt yeah. too far over. Yeah. Well, I think it was supposed, I think it wanted to end in a, a way that made people hope that they could have superpowers in the future. But it didn't. It took it, <laughs> it took it so, so far, far that, out of yeah. the real world. And mm-hmm. you're like, well, this is full on sci fi comic book now. I mean, it was yeah. anyway. It's about a man flying, but yeah. That's my, yeah. It was pretty grounded before that. Yeah. I just thought it was, it was trying to be like the world's a better place than it was when he was. When this book began, yeah, I yeah, it it did dispel because the book had a lingering dread and a feeling of threat like the whole time. Yeah, and, and I didn't end, ever lose it. I kind of like just the tone the book had. I felt like this is just going to end badly, and it didn't. So I think right. that might have been what that is. It's just like, well, that's what I meant. Like, but, like you can right. be a superhero and you can be free, and they're not going to come after you. Super happy gasm ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just seemed like a like a dramatic course correct maybe overcorrection. yeah yeah but you know like overall i i like the ending fine enough i just mm-hmm. just like it seemed like so much of a, a shift in tone that it was like a little abrupt yeah it didn't ruin the book for me i still think it's fantastic no, no. and like the personal the character arc that you know it kind of rounds the end of his character arc off a little more is fine and i think that works i just you know for me it might have been a little stronger without it I'm still not cons- I'm still not sure how I feel about the daughters being like this major yeah. spoilers as always but being full on superheroes. Mm. It's it's okay it works. Well, it's obviously, fine. Whatever, I liked how they did the reveal but whatever re- radiation or whatever the heck that he got must have altered his genes so that it passes on because it obviously does. So I think there's something very interesting about a superman who actually ages. And gets older and gets weaker and mm-hmm. it's kind of losing mm-hmm. his powers. I mean, he can still fly and stuff, but he's, you know, not as strong as he was. Mm-hmm. He can only lift one incredibly like massive apartment size boulder instead of 10. Right. But he was always, there was always vulnerabilities that he had that Superman didn't have. He oh, was yeah. never full on, you know, in, in he even invulnerable. He even tried to recharge himself, uh, on the, at the sun and that did not work. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> But like you, you know, he could get needles in his arm and he, is, he could cut his hair. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So. And I think that works with the explanation of like, there was a meteor that kind of give people powers. And I guess in his case, his subconscious kind of sculpted with how those powers would be. So it's kind of the idea of like his subconscious, like he can draw, have blood drawn because I'm assuming his mind's like, yeah, I need this needle needs to be able to puncture me. Mm-hmm. But how awesome would it be if, you could just make, decide what kind of superpowers you get. Like, I want to be able to oh, it'd be awesome. whatever. Have and everything. Then That's like the ultimate wish fulfillment right there. Yeah. I know. Well, what about all the people who got radiation and they didn't think about superhero stuff? What they just got cancer. <laughs> 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 they, they didn't have enough wish fulfillment. They were like, oh, I don't wish for anything. Yeah. Or, you know, like, I don't know. Gee, I really wish I had those shoes. And then you, you like sleep, sleep, uh, <laughs> your feet turn into shoes, sleep shoplift or something, get every, to get all your stuff. So yeah. Um, would, who would you recommend this to? Because I feel like this is not your typical recommendation. It can be like, I, I think Superman fans for sure would like this book, but I almost feel like this is the Superman book that I would recommend to non Superman fans. Uh-huh. Yeah. So last episode we had Jasper on. And he's not like he's, I guess, just ultra new comics fan. I mean, he likes the movies, but he doesn't read much in the way of comics. And he was asking me, I went with him to a comic shop and he's he's asking me, I was like, well, what do you like? He's like, I don't know. Just, you know, good story. Something, something good. I know some of the characters he likes, but like, I don't know, like Iron Man. I don't know what good Iron Man comics are. Oh, yeah. 
And so he's like, well, just good stories. And I kind of wish I'd have read this first because they had a copy there. And I was like, because I would have given him to this, give him this Superman secret identity. It's not mm-hmm. this just because like it is a good story that you don't necessarily have to be a Superman for, fan for mm-hmm. um, or even a superhero comics fan because it's it's more about character. I'd, I'd recommend it to non-comic people. I'd recommend yeah. it to just about every anybody. Well, and comic people too. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of who I wouldn't. This was one of those books where I was like, "Oh, yeah." Now I remember why I always like Kurt Busiek books because it's really well written. I wouldn't recommend it to children, though. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, that's true. I don't think about yeah. You don't I don't want them to be filled with dread like, hey, kids, I know you've always wanted to have superpowers, but here's the problem with that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. government wants that's, to keep you in a tube. That's a good point. A teen, though. A teen would be fine, yeah. A teen's going to be angsty. Yeah. Teens are angsty. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Hunger, Hunger Games crowd, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, it. the book starts with like angsty teenageness, and then as I'm assuming it happens for most people, that just doesn't really go away. It just develops into like tense nervous adultness like um, <laughs> stress stress yeah yeah other than the superman stuff and some of the like life events are like i mean this guy does have a pretty good life like oh, amazing yeah. nice house built a new nice house and mm-hmm. whatever all this stuff but um there's kind of a lot of like reality a lot of truth into at least how he deals with real life stuff mm-hmm. which is kind of what makes this stand out against a lot of superhero stuff we've read definitely seems like written from a place of experience and experience yeah. in life or yeah okay yeah of was, life experience is yeah. he an old guy the guy the writer out of curiosity um yeah he was older wasn't yeah, i don't I think, think he was he, like yeah he's he's pretty uh prolific i think at this point uh he's 56 okay okay, okay. so yeah I, Okay. So he's an older guy. He's a pretty pretty good run on the Avengers, and he wrote Astro City, and uh, some work on a Conan book. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I was just wondering because because it seems like the later in life stuff with the kids and the grandkids and whatever seemed like someone who had maybe had experience with with that type of with the, were, were you know those issues. Yes, but that stuff well, also I felt kind of like brushed over more stuff as well you get a little chunk of when he's a teen mm-hmm. and then when he's a little bit older once you hit a certain point like what his kids mm-hmm. like it goes from them being born to being like full-grown women out of the house you don't get any of the child raising stuff no but that's not the, the part that it's the whatever freaking out when they're when they're about to be born and then the, like dealing with them as human beings when they're adults which is a, a you know the next step in the whole child or anything i guess so and you don't usually hear people talk about that part. It's usually the the raising them that's that people focus on. So I thought it was interesting to jump to that, and that's mm-hmm. why I asked. Yeah, and I don't know, I mean, like the memoir style format that they've got going here. I don't know what they would have put in between part three and four. I mean, like if I think about it, like what would they put in there? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right, come on, we're in. This is awesome. We're in the Grolic Studios. Look, it's a plate of Mel's Hot Biscuits. I've heard about those. Oh my god, check it out, Jesse and Randy's Beard Oil. I didn't know you can buy that in buckets. Well, that Sam Club's membership is really paying off. Okay, let's get in their computer and drop this promo. Okay, let's do it. We're the Roman Pontycast, and in the future, we're sneaking a promo on the Grolic Show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, okay, seriously. Go, go, go. Here, sir. here we go. I'm Roman LeBeau. And I'm Rob Gast. And we're from the Roman Podcast. We're just two Canadian guys getting together once a week to put our own spin on weird stories and trending news. That's right. You can get our show every Wednesday night on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, the Laughable app, and of course, here on the EMC Podcast Network. Okay, I think this. I think we got it. I'll put that on their show. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. While I'm in their computer, I'm just going to update their comic book pull list for the next few months. What are you adding? Captain Canuck, of course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Letters page. We have no letters. That's oh, the... <laughs> oh, you had dramatic tension there. I thought we had letters. That's the segment now. Oh, we just letters page. There are none. Mm. Well, that's yeah, that's kind of. We'll just start uh, inserting random uh, old episodes of the letter people. The, <laughs> the it comes letter up again. People. Yeah, that's gonna be the theme. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. 
However, if you want to make us happy, if you want to give this segment meaning, a reason to exist, you can send an email to letters at grolixpodcast.com. That's L-E-T-T-E-R-S at grolixpodcast.com. Or you could send an MP3 recording of your voice and you can talk to us. We'll play it. We'll play it on the show. You can hear yourself. We'll play the dulcet tones of your voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe you're not hip to this MP3 recording and microphones, but I'm sure you got a phone, like a telephone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those. If you want to leave us a voice message instead, it's super easy. It's super easy. You could just call 559-426-6427 or 559-4-COMICS. And we won't even answer it. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, no, but our, but our voicemail will. Yeah. Though, so you don't have to have any of that social anxiety. Yeah, you don't even have to talk to us. Just make a recording and we'll play it on the show. We'll respond to you after the fact. It's like the Facebook comments of audio. Yeah. I like that you guys are in simultaneous agreement on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got that in like stereo. Next episode. I don't know what we'll be talking about. Next month, we'll be talking about... Uh, Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. Yep. So if you want, if you, you've probably read it. If you're listening to this, you've probably read it. We've got a tie for the next, uh, for the next thing. So we need some votes. Yeah. Go to GrawlixPodcast.com and click the uh, poll list tab or the reading list. I think it's poll list up there now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, vote. You can, you can choose what we read. This is this great fun. It's, it is awesome fun. Sometimes <laughs> it's amazing fun. You take the power out of our hands. We have no, self-will yeah if you if you have something you <laughs> have something you really like vote on it and then tell your friends and then they can vote on it and then they can tell their friends and they can vote on it and then before you know it we have to read everything you want us to yeah we don't take anything off the list unless we've read it so uh we did have a couple editions uh recently a couple of people add you can add yeah obviously add new books to it one of the editions was just tmnt mm-hmm. oh okay that's pretty open Ooh. oh yeah. yeah yeah we can do all sorts of things with that yeah um, I won't be up and rocking. Oh, and the and and the Iron Fist. I wonder how uh, people responded to our re- reviews. <laughs> Apparently, someone's like, "Here, read some real Iron Fist." Yeah, yeah, probably. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're at the bottom of the list. You wait your turn, like everybody else. <laughs> but please vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. This is Melanie, and I grow like your milkshake. This is Jesse. First of all, I'd like to thank whichever one of you donut-munching, barrel-grawlixed, pud-pulling sissies leaked this to the press. This has been Randy, a grawlix shaken, not stirred. Thank you for listening to the Grawlix Podcast. The Grawlix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grawlix Podcasts, check out GrawlixPodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, ElectronicMediaCollective.com, Facebook.com slash Grawlix Podcast, Twitter.com slash Grawlix Podcast, all the dot com slash all the Grawlix Podcast. How do you feel about Superman and Secret Identities? Uh, you know, still curious about it. <laughs> 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 I'm still curious. <laughs>